Hi everyone, I'm Divya and welcome again to another Dialogue Now episode. Today we're here with Mr. Arjun Sharma. He's the chairman of the Select Group. I am sure you've heard of Select City, you've heard of all the fantastic things that Select Group does. If you live in Delhi and you're a person like me, during COVID times, you will be missing your favorite, favorite mall, which is Select City. Arjun, how are you feeling with it? Do you miss going to the mall right now? <laughs> yes, Divya, indeed. I think uh, we're all missing um, not just mall, but I think just the whole um, aspect of being with friends, family, and uh, what we took for granted. I think we're now realizing that it is. Uh, it can be so far away. Uh, yeah, indeed. I think a lot of people are missing that interaction. And uh, malls were just not a place to shop, as you said, and also a place for social interactions. So, yeah, lots of that. Yeah, I know. Like, it, it was such a normal thing to do for especially, you know, people in India and everything. Um, yeah, uh, so there were different times. And I think people now have realized that uh, the whole retail experience um, has been kind of met through these shopping centers across the world and across India, of course. Yeah, um, I think retail has changed so dramatically. And, uh, you know, even though I'm in sort of the millennial category, even I remember going to CP and going to these small shops and, you know, M Block Market. And from that, that was my teenage years. And suddenly I saw the boom of these, you know, beautifully curated uh, stores and malls, everything under one head from a food experience to a cinema experience to a retail experience. And it was just so much more holistic. And, you know, you could uh, you could see families interact there. You could see partners interact there. There was always something for someone. Yeah, that was the whole endeavor, um, you know, was to try and meet um, all the aspirations of the customers. So, of course, shopping was the number one aspiration. Uh, and, you know, also, when you, you may just go for a coffee, but you may end up doing some impulse purchase. Uh, you may go for a cinema, but at the end of the cinema, you may want to loiter around and do some window shopping and then we come back later to do some shopping seriously. So I think, yeah, the food experience, the cinema experience, and the fact that um, a lot of our shopping centers um, curated them very well, that there was not just the international brands, but also the best of the Indian brands. So what it was, was a combination of the two that really worked together. So, so you know, you found a Fab India rubbing shows with a H&M or a Zara, and you found a Damila no wrapping shoulders with the Kate Spade. So, you know, there was, that was the whole, that was the best of both of it. So, so yeah, uh, it's been a great journey. Uh, we've enjoyed putting it together. And I'm sure going forward, uh, it'll come back very soon. Yes. So now getting to the part of that. During COVID, obviously, movement is restricted. That's been number one. We've been in lockdown for almost a month and a half. And I mean, while it's done well for India, it's not really a long term solution or a plan. So what do you see um, sort of now happening in the retail sector because of something, a pandemic like COVID? You know, the retail and the shopping center business have really taken this COVID-19 on the chin, uh, as have many other industries. So I think it's um, uh, certainly been a body blow to use a mild expression. Um, I don't think any one of us uh, planned for a business contingency that took into account something where, um, you know, demand would just fall off the, the shelf. It's, like, it's just zero demand uh, at this point of time because obviously people are locked down. Uh, there's never been any contingency planning around something like that. But, um, you know, I'm an eternal optimist. I always see the glass uh, half full. Uh, I think the recovery will come. The recovery will certainly come once the, uh, the sh 
you know, the economy as such. Uh, shopping centers will certainly be part of that because we offer a very compelling reason for the government in the sense that uh, it's easier for us to do social distancing in the malls. We can control who goes in, how many people go in. We can make sure that the environment is sanitized, not just once, but repeatedly. We can make sure that uh, we can calculate the carrying capacity of each shop each location, each floor very comfortably. And we can use a lot of technology, you know, to check body temperatures, to make sure people are wearing masks, um, to make as many of our services contactless uh, as we can. Because if you don't open the economy up, there's going to be more trouble, you know, more people will die of hunger uh, and, and social unrest than people will have, will have died from uh, COVID-19. So hopefully uh, the government will find uh, a middle solution. I think it's not an easy situation for the government. Uh, they're in a tough environment, tough situation. Uh, different countries have dealt with it differently. But I think uh, India has been very successful in managing the impact of it. Uh, you know, let's say 35, 40 days. I mean, we, we had our learnings. We had our learnings from Italy and everything. And I think we did well. But, uh, you know, you almost like laid down sort of such practical steps that a retail se sector and, you know, in the organized one could and should be taking, um, you know, as part of the plan on when, uh, you know, the markets start opening up a little bit and, you know, COVID starts getting uplifted. So is, is that something to say that, you know, you're already sort of in talks, already placing these plans, you know, you're thinking ahead and, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel and as a as a chairman of such a large, you know, group, is it like you're already putting these things in places? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, it's uh, work uh, on a literally... 24 by 7 basis for us and our teams. The senior management team, thanks to technology, is all very virtually connected. Uh, so lots are, of Zoom calls. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Zoom, Microsoft Teams, it's all happening. I think we've all had a, a full-on dose of uh, technology at its best. So, yeah. We, yeah, I think our listeners should know, uh, guys, this is social distancing podcast recording <laughs> as well. <laughs> of course. Uh, and I think uh, we, are, we are learning from different industries. Different industries have opened. Uh, China opened before us. Hong Kong opened before us. Korea opened before us. America has been open. So, in a way, we kind of, putting together the best of practices from around the world. And of course, we're adding a lot of that to our own Indian uh, experiences of how to, how to you know, make sure that we, we manage uh, the crowds. We are, we are, we are quite, uh, you know, I, I can't say we're guaranteed that we can, there'll never be any case in any of these centers. But yes, we would have as a responsible business taken more than adequate precautions, even more than what is laid down by the government of India or by any state government. We would take that because we we are we are socially responsible. Uh, we would we would uh, look at the interests first of every single customer, every single colleague, employee that works in the center is equally precious to us. So I think one has to kind of balance it out. Um, and we realize that this is going to be a bit of a, a slow thing. There will be learnings. Uh, it's not going to be as if it's going to uh, you know start with a hunky dory. So just give us one example. We we are. Um, along with Dr. Deng's clinic, uh, running a private uh, COVID testing drive-in facility at Select City Walk. So God forbid you have symptoms and your doctor recommends that you need to get a test. Uh, you you can log into Dr. Deng's website. Uh, he'll give you an option of either going to a Punjabi Bag outlet or coming to Select City Walk. And these two outlets have uh, a drive-in process where uh, you prepaid, uh, you come in, you drive into a special area uh, outside the mall, but just in a way protected. Uh, so it's partly indoor, partly outdoor. You don't even get out of the car. The the, the doctor comes into your car, you open the window down, you, you give your swab, 
and in less than you know 20 seconds you're gone in and out of there so you know we yeah so we've already put that together and and uh, you know about 35 40 people every day are taking advantage of that test and uh, so i guess these are just small things that that one is doing and of course one is preparing for a staggered opening uh, we're quite quite clear that it is not going to be a full blown opening at all um, and we will we will play it by the year um, i hope it's i hope it's um, it's india doesn't see a second wave um, that's our only worry uh, but then we will we will be guided by the government and we will respect whatever the government says yeah but uh, i mean it's fantastic that even in this small time you've been able to think of sort of ways that uh, you know your sector can almost innovate right because that that's the key word you know to be a business of the future you need to be sort of innovative with things you can do with experiences you can give the customer how digital can you go can you go digital and you know um, you know is e-commerce going to be a strong play in the retail sector of course online right um uh, i think there will be a certainly a degree of shift in the online space but you know ultimately if you're buying a 500 rupee t-shirt you would probably trust uh an amazon or something like that to deliver it to you but if you're buying a 5 7 8000 rupee dress or uh, a pair of shoes you'll want to see it you'll want to try it you'll want to feel it you'll want to see how it feels on your feet you know i it's it's a, it's a, it's it's not to say that that uh, you know uh organized retail will go away and only online will go but i think there will be a marriage of the two so for example i'll tell you we we've been in dialogue we have a fabulous um, uh store in our mall called lakav they sell fine wines whiskies and spirits and so but it's one of the places you can get really some brilliant wines and wines that you'll never find in any other store now so they're working with us and they've kind of been leading it themselves they've got a they've got a system where you can go into their app or their website uh, their entire inventory is on the on the on the cloud so you can choose okay i want this particular bottle of whiskey i want this particular beer i want this wine uh, you prepay it uh, you get a, you, you choose your preferred time slot so right fine i will arrive at 6 o'clock and uh, you have done everything and that packet will be lying at the door of the store so all you need to do is is to just you know scan your barcode with the barcode which is stuck on the uh, on the packet and bingo you prepaid it so it's the whole thing is that it's it's like pick and click or click and pick kind of a thing yeah and having said that it's probably a good push for india as well to suddenly you know try and embrace technology there were so many companies who weren't even willing to say invest in a cloud system like a citrix you know and they would rather buy back shares and invest in their employees to make sure they have internet connection where they are so i think almost what covid has made us realize to sort of be business of the future you have to invest a bit in your employees you have to invest a bit in your business rather than your just personal wealth well yes certainly i think um, you know um, as promoters as shareholders of responsible businesses um, you know the, the three mantras really are uh, people uh, get the best people uh, get how how can you implement digitization across the value chain uh, can you do that um, in how to how to use technology even if you are in a in a offline business and thirdly and foremostly you've got to make sure that you're you know you're levered properly sure. of course everyone has different experiences but by far and large you know the indian businessman has uh, listen to the appeal of the government to pay salaries to do that and that's all coming from you know reserves private wealth wherever and people are dipping into that to make sure that that the people especially at the lower end of the spectrum yeah, the grassroots uh because really the grassroots that's really where i think we all are concerned with 
and and i think when we appeal to the government for support i think that's really where we want the maximum support because how long can this go on i know uh, we've had now we will be nearly in in one and a half months or hopefully not longer than that of a lockdown and and how soon can the economy starts slowly lifting back i think the world is slowly but unless you bring that economic uh, recovery uh, back you yeah it has to be slowly but surely but it has to be especially for a developing country like india you can't just shut it down for such long time the unorganized market is so large and and it's just frightening really 500 million people are dependent upon their daily wages and uh, and that's a serious seriously large number of people to take care of and so you have to get construction back going you have to get tourism going you have to get restaurants dhabas uh, you know it's the small businesses that are really really critical you know big shopping centers big retailers well i'm not saying all will survive but yeah there will be a 15 20% mortality there as well but um, i think that the big big chunk of businesses that micro business you know the the cigarette wala the cigarette shop wala you know kinara wala yes absolutely that is really where you know we are worried about the bigger pain and i think uh, as responsible businesses we need to appeal to the government not just for ourselves but also on their behalf so you touched upon the word tourism there arjun so i just wanted to pick up on that uh, you know uh, you are also you serve as a chairman of a large tourism board uh, if i'm pronouncing it right it's le passage to india that's right right so um, can you sort of touch upon uh, what what are we to see in the tourism sector i know goa and all in as states right now covid they've been covid proof right goa as a state so possibly national tourism in india we could see some movement but internationally i think we've sort of cut ties for a while because of covid yeah the i i wear i wear a few more hats besides um, retail and shopping centers i wear the hat of a chairman of a large tourism company a chairman of a small hotel company so yeah i'm on the forefront of um, the tourism industry and i serve on several tourism bodies of the government of india and and of the private sector including the cii so let me tell you a little bit about the tourism i think that is probably the worst hit at this point of time aviation hospitality and tourism have seen a body blow because let's say you know if a shirt manufacturer or retailer does not sell a shirt today he can sell it tomorrow at some price if he can't sell it from a store at least he'll be able to sell it online he'll be able to do something with it but an airline seat not sold or a hotel room not sold or uh, a travel booking not fulfilled is gone forever and and unfortunately the margins in all these three businesses are very wafer thin um and we are saying that the whole industry is completely at a standstill um it is it's it's uh, if i give you some numbers uh the indian tourism industry contributes about 9.2% of our gdp we employ 8.1% of the population and uh, we are a 28 billion dollar industry in this country when you look at the entire aspect of travel tourism hospitality aviation and we estimate that that 95 to 97% of this industry is in the micro small and smsme sector and approximately 20 million jobs are already at the risk of going going gone uh you know starting this month of of may because we any kind of you know the industry could probably pay a couple of months of salaries but we can't probably go on and on forever and it's really the small travel agent uh the small artisan the small guest house owner that again is hit the most 
uh, and may not be that badly affected, the Taj or the Umar or the Leela who have, who have access to capital. So it's really always the small guys that get affected. Um, your answer, your, your query is very, very relevant. Um, you know, domestic tourism will, will certainly uh, see a bounce back. We see that, you know, driving holidays, local domestic short flights, if the flights come back, uh, will certainly be, be quick to recover. But again, uh, you know, people will choose hotels that have that have got hygiene, health behind them, and they've got that uh, can do crowd controlling, like you said, exactly, almost like a mall. Exactly, yeah. And, and Take I mean, minimal bookings. Yeah, exactly. So do all that. Put your policy out there in the public domain as to what you stand for and how you how you how you do that. Uh, international tourism, yeah, regretfully is 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 not going to see the light of day till such time we we really either have a vaccine or such time that. Uh, the governments are, are more convinced about letting their people go and come back. It's not just about traveling to a destination. You know, if you if you, if you travel to a destination and you you, you, you go and contract something there, you know, you don't want to come back and spend two weeks in quarantine. So I think the the, the stress really is 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 uh, how the winter of 2020 and 21 will look. Um, I think up to September we've completely washed away. There's no question about it. Um, it really depends how the recovery takes place. And, and then there are millions of guides. There are small artisans. There is that, you know, the guy who makes the candles, the guy who makes the uh, the bindis and uh, sells it at Taj Mahal or the Churiwala, you know, in Jaipur or the Jutiwala in, in Jodhpur. You know, it's that industry again that is at stake. You know, it's not, tourism is not just about big travel companies and Tajes and Oberoi's and Lina. It's really at the end of the day, it's so, you know, distributed across yeah, and India as a tourism is an experience of these things that you mentioned yeah. you know people travel all over the place to experience these yeah, people that's right and, uh, and and people come here for its culture people come here for its uh, experiences as you rightly said so yeah that's a big big industry that's taken a body blow uh, and uh, the survival of the industry is currently at stake I read an article that say Air India and all these places is like opening bookings for say flight tickets in June. So is that almost like a sham? Like they're selling their tickets for lower prices and then they'll probably need to cancel them because right now, as you said, uh, there doesn't seem a likely possibility to travel and, uh, you know, uh, so, uh, you know, any any thoughts on that? Well, uh, I don't think it's a sham. Uh, I think it's just that uh, there's lack of clarity coming from, from the government or from anybody as to, and, and, and rightly so, because we no one knows how this is going to play out. You know, there is no there is no playbook here that one can use to say that listen, uh, you know, this is how you need to you know bounce back or how you need to start taking bookings. I think what airlines are doing is that they are reassuring people that look, you book, uh, and if we can fly you, uh, we'll fly you if we're allowed, and if we can't, then we obviously refund you the money or you do that. But not too many people are booking. I think very few people have made bookings. And I think those two probably are ones who have to, you know, either return home or, or you know, some emergency yeah, travel. Yeah, people are stuck around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's more that kind of booking and people say, okay, let me at least try and get on some plane if I have, you know, if I live in Dubai, for instance, and, and I'm stuck in Bombay or Delhi and I need to take a flight and go back and my family is sitting there, let me, let me at least book what is available, you know. Uh, but I think no one is traveling at this point of time on account of leisure or business or pleasure uh, and is booking, you know, I think summer of uh, most of us will be spending our holidays uh, in, and, in and around Delhi or in and around the big metros uh, where there are small resorts uh, because see the desire of travel is not going to go away you know you still want to meet up with friends you still want to kind of 
go in small groups and, and be together. And uh, kind of, kind of, uh, you know, you are locked down. Don't forget, you you would be roughly, you know, whatever, forty-five days or more or thereabouts in an environment that you're not used to. And many people don't have the luxury of big homes, uh, don't have the luxury of, and they also sometimes stuck with in joint families. So, yeah. And uh, but the light at the end of the tunnel is that a vaccine will be out, and you know, then something like a tourism industry and hospitality should see a very big boom because if people have been stuck indoors for so long some have the opportunity of being like saving money as i would say um you should see a big boom on suddenly you know people wanting to step out and go to places yeah i think once the vaccine comes out um you know but again there's you know the naysayers say that look there're 30 only 30 mutations of the same covid-19 so does the vaccine work on every mutation i don't know i'm not a scientist i, I just hope and pray that all the scientific community of the world is currently working on this this is a single minded objective and there are i think many millions of people who are more clever than i am on the subject so i'm just hoping and praying that they know their job and they're doing what they should do so assuming that there is a vaccine in place or assuming there is some sort of a serious uh, uh, i would say uh, protocol to to for people to recover uh, i think that will that will be the new novel um, yeah, it'll be the new normal. Uh, people will get used to, you know, with masks traveling and, 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 and keeping social distancing. And, and like you said, body scan, technology will play a strong role in airports now, you know. And say like, even say, uh, it's not a happy comparison, but when sort of the bomb attacks and everything started, now you can't enter any public space in India without getting scanned at a hotel, be it a mall, be it anything. So those were sort of learnings, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, However uncomfortable it may be to the free movement of people, but yes, I guess that will be the part of the new normal, you know, security measures, body scanning, you know, for example, you know, we have protocols in place that if someone comes to the shopping center, for instance, without a mask, um, you know, we'll offer to give them a mask. Uh, if no, are not willing to accept it, then they don't, they can't go inside. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, you, you, it just become the new normal. Exactly. So you can't because you can't just because you don't want to wear it. It doesn't mean that you are able to you know uh, expose somebody else to it. So you know just of these well, these are the norms that that public places will have to follow. So so hopefully we don't need to police it. Hopefully people yeah. will respect the the law and respect the fact that it's to protect them and to protect others. And uh, who knows who's an asymptomatic carrier or not? You know I have no clue. And yeah. we just have to kind of take the precaution uh, and, and respect everybody around us. So just nearing towards almost the end of the podcast, um, you know, uh, so almost like I had mentioned, it feels like a sort of an American movie. What would you say personally as a chairman of such large, you know, retail industries, a part of the tourism board, what if sort of you think your critical learnings have been during COVID? That one needs to be better prepared and that any and every possibility can happen, I think extreme possibilities are now going to be factored into your business plans, uh, which will mean uh, better contingency planning for uh, capital, uh, better contingency, you know, making sure that you're not over levered. Uh, a lot of businesses, you know, took on leverage uh, and growth. Um, I think the preservation of your business, existing businesses is always going to play more heavily versus expansion. That's the second part. So yeah, I think I think you will be able to realize who does what, how they how they how they've kind of conducted themselves in these times. And I think that's going to be an amazing experience. And I think I have to say I'm very blessed. Uh, uh, colleagues and businesses around me have you know really risen to the occasion. 
people are very committed. Um, you know, when I when I kind of appeal to them to to jump at an opportunity or a situation, all I've always heard is how high, and uh, which is which is quite a blessing. Of course, the amazing. Yeah, so it's the people. The people have to you know contribute to this and contribute to each company and realize that right now they might need to take some sort of uh, you know lesson on the salary, but in yeah, the long term, I guess term, everyone has like shared a bit of the pain. Be part of it to some extent. Uh, obviously, the the entrepreneur takes the maximum brunt, but that doesn't mean that nobody else should. Uh, it's it's a, it's it's symbolic, and I think it's also uh, how responsible businesses are. You know, and I think how they've given back to the society, even in their own difficult times. I've seen companies have really opened their hearts out. Even small, you know, little homes have been doing some donation of whether it's to give something to uh, the local police station, food or masks or, you know, taking care of the migrant workers. Everybody is doing their little bit. And I think people are getting together. Well, Arjun, this was actually a delight speaking to you because... I, you know, you you made us really believe and know that even in the retail industry, something which is so sort of not as tech heavy, but even in those, if there are spaces, if there are already things you're setting in place, we could always see, uh, you know, being getting back to our mall days slowly but steadily. And uh, as for the tourism, like you said rightly, so it would be a slow growth, but it will happen eventually, and probably it'll be more national than international. Thanks for tuning in in today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. This is Divya from Dialogue Room. Don't forget our podcasts are also available on Spotify, GeoSavan, Google and Apple Podcasts. Just write Dialogue Room and follow us. Thank you.